0: This is Shine On, the health and happiness show with Casey, an Ella's Leash production. Shine On is a weekly presentation with guests, ideas, information, and fun, designed to improve your life from 100.7 WHUD. Hi, it's Casey. thank you for Shining On today. We are going to learn of modern day shaman who created ways to help us heal through dance and song. Eileen O'Hare of Blissing, And Jennifer Diamond, who is working with a group of 70 others right now, spending a year training to be a five rhythms teacher. They just got back from a training session in Croatia. Jennifer, tell us the history of dancing the five rhythms.
1: In the 1960s, Gabrielle Ross, who is an incredible urban shaman, who passed away five years ago, began the five rhythms. She was alive in the world as a dancer and noticed people's bodies and people's lives moving in these five rhythms. And she created a dance modality to connect us to our lives and our bodies and our souls and spirits. The five rhythms are flowing, staccato, chaos, lyrical, and stillness. It is a map that Gabrielle created for us. For example, in the morning we wake up and we're in a flow. We had a beautiful sleep. We loved our dreams you know brush our teeth and then all of a sudden we look at our clock and oh no it's work so we go into staccato we get dressed we, brush, we eat our food we you know hurry up get our keys run to, to work and then we get to work, and there's so much to be done. There's 50 emails on our, in our inbox, and there's the boss talking to us, and we're in chaos. Everything is happening at once, total creation. And then probably by the afternoon, we're in a flow, like, I got this. I answered my emails. I'm doing it, and we're in miracle, just in, in the glory of it all. And then when our day is slowing down, and we're beginning to finish and go home and go to sleep, we're in stillness and taking it all in and just being calm ideally calm at the end of our days.
0: Yes, but at any moment, any of the other rhythms could interject into our calm.
1: Yes, and what's so beautiful about Dance of the Five Rhythms is we start to understand them through our body. And so when any moment a rhythm arises, we, can, we know it. We're, we're in it, and we know what to do with chaos. We know what to do with lyrical um, and, and can flow with it. When we're in our day, we can remember a pose or remember a move and be right in it. What's very incredible about Five Rhythms is we are dancing. That's it. So you can go into the dance floor and not even know the rhythms and dance the rhythms. There's always a DJ, a teacher, who completely leads us through the journey with sound, with music. Sometimes it's crazy rock and roll, or sometimes it's kirtan. And our body remembers, our body feels. So when we are in our day, off the dance floor, we can tap back into our body, body memory, mm-hmm. and work through our day in a different way.
0: So instead of being numb, you know, that you're you're in chaos, and instead of just being numb and, and chasing chaos, you can say, hey, I'm in chaos now.
1: Oh, Completely. And in the five rhythms, chaos um, symbolizes creativity. Um, making creation and often when I have an idea in life I'm an artist when I'm off the dance floor um, and I'm in the creation mode it is chaotic all these ideas are coming in and I'm channeling them into whatever I'm creating um, and it's beautiful I mean chaos can be really harnessed and worked with in an incredible way
0: okay so you and your group of 69 well this group that you happen to be a part of uh, when is your next leg of this uh, lesson that you're undertaking
1: Our next leg is in April, and that's in Salt Lake City, and we will all come together with other master teachers who will be um, having a refresh, so teachers who have been teaching for years people who studied with Gabrielle from the beginning will also be there, almost like a reunion, and we will be learning and studying together.
0: Okay. So in the beginning, it was just Gabrielle Ross who taught this. How many people teach it now?
1: Yes. In the beginning, it was Gabrielle, and now there are thousands of teachers all over the world. Wherever you go, you can dance a five rhythms class.
0: Okay. Do you have to be a good dancer?
1: Oh, no, no. You actually, it helps to be a really bad dancer. <laughs> what does this look like? When people first go into the dance floor, we ask a few things. One of them is please don't talk. One of them is to keep moving. Uh, The other one is don't chew gum and don't have your cell phone. And that's it. So the idea is that where we're in the class and we're in these spaces, it doesn't matter what we look like. We can look ridiculous and nobody's watching because we're all moving. So some people move really slow. Some people move really fast. Some people are in there who are in pain. They'll just move their elbows. That's all they can do. It's a space to completely, completely be out of our heads and completely in our bodies.
0: All right. Just listening to you explain it, I get anxious.
1: That makes a lot of sense. Do you get anxious because you're worried that what you'll look like on the dance floor? Yes, course, uh,
0: yes. I know they're going to yeah. be peeking at me and I'm going to look terrible.
1: Yes, yeah, sometimes we do. And what's so beautiful is we can dance that and work it through. Does it matter if we look terrible or is it is it great to look terrible? What, what does it feel like to just be okay to look terrible and nobody cares? That's I, why I love the rhythm. Yeah,
0: and I bet you get there kind of quickly.
1: Oh, yes, I mean, we're dancing. It's your body dancing. Everybody knows how to dance. There's no need to know anything. Everybody was born dancing in many ways. So it's interesting. I am i don't resonate with yoga because I can never remember the moves. I, I never remember cat-cow how to breathe or anything. And in, in Five Rhythms, there, there's no rule. So I it's okay for me to make a mistake because there's no mistake.
0: Mm-hmm. And who's calling out the directions or the rhythms?
1: Sometimes we would call them out, but usually the music just leads the way. Uh, Flowing music is really calm and beautiful and helps us to ground and be in our feet. And staccato is very angular and a lot of times very percussive, and our body moves with that type of motion. And chaos is sometimes like techno or crazy rock and roll, and we can't help to move our body
0: fast. Mm -hmm. And you Uh, cycle through the five different rhythms, like how many times?
1: We cycle through twice. And the idea is that we dance a wave, which makes up the five rhythms once, and just warm up and get our body used to moving again clear our bodies out from the week and get out of our heads and then there's a little instruction in the middle maybe we'll go over an idea for the day or an intention and then we dance another wave so our body integrates and we get to work with what we've been going through from the warm-up to the instruction
0: and it's always the same order
1: usually but sometimes we'll switch it up because that's what life does so uh, sometimes on the class we'll do that
0: so what are the five rhythms tell me again
1: Sure. Five rhythms are flowing, staccato, chaos,
0: lyrical, and stillness. How long is a class? Two hours. Wow. Wow. Okay, yeah. that's a long time. I'm going to ask a crazy question. Um, do, does, does emotion come up? Wonderful question.
1: Yes, emotion completely comes up, and the rhythms hold it and the group community holds it and the leader holds it.
0: Okay. Definitely. So, you know, I could see myself having a flip out and I'm st- I'm crying in the middle of my dance and what's going to happen then?
1: Ideally you're given the space to cry and let yourself feel and be in it and you keep dancing and you let your body move it and work it through being held by community dancing with you.
0: Right. And held not physically but just in support of. Yes. Oh, yes. my goodness. All right. So you, how do you feel after a five rhythms class? Is it like, you know, getting off the spin cycle or what? It's ecstatic.
1: It's incredible. I feel like I'm in the best place I ever could be in my life. It, the, to go through the journey and go through the waves at the end, it feels cathartic. Just, I feel like I'm my best person I ever could be.
0: The waves meaning the music changing from one rhythm to the other.
1: Yes. Who prepares the music? Whoever's leading the class. And when we're in our training, we're learning how to DJ. We're learning the real deal. So you're really held by the sound.
0: So then you create a track before a class? I select
1: a group of tracks that pertain to each rhythm, and then I feel the energy of the room. So sometimes the room is really tired, and I might play really tired music. Or if the room is really tired, I might play really upbeat music to get us to another energy
0: level. Wow. So it's
1: a mixture of preparing and then really feeling the energy of the room.
0: All right, well, now you're on this you're on this path and you're involved in this training that's taking you all around the world. Um, what are some of the stories you hear, like like five rhythm success stories? What are people who do this saying about doing it?
1: Uh, I've been dancing for almost fifteen years, um, and I can tell you my story. And I'm definitely a success story in a a sense. And all of us are who have it as a practice or even people who come once. There's always an incredible experience from it. I started at, at Omega. Actually, they have classes of all different types of ecstatic dance. And I began there, and once I found out about the class, I wanted to show more and more. And then I looked for my local class in my area and, and have been dancing ever since. I've met my husband on the dance floor. Ah. I was pregnant with my daughter on the dance floor. My daughter dances. We all dance. I have deep friends on the dance floor. I've discovered, like, crazy hidden feelings and emotions from the dance floor. Yeah, I've traveled the world on the dance floor. It's, it's, it's a really, really powerful practice.
0: When I listen to that story, I think of tribal dance and how we all respond to, like, a drum circle. Everybody feels something and is, you know, pulled towards the drum circle. I guess maybe in a way it's what we're supposed to be doing, moving our bodies.
1: Oh, I love hearing that, yes. Yes, moving them beyond just walking forward, walking back, sitting down, lying down, but moving it with all of our potential and letting all of our body memory, all of our energy move through us rather than holding it in in our head.
0: Yeah. When you said you met your husband on the uh, dance floor, I got anxiety again because in my mind it was all women, but that was just wrong.
1: Oh, it's no, yeah, it's everybody. Everybody, all ages, all sizes, all genders, everybody's there. For doctors, holistic people, I mean, everyone shows up. It dancing is for everybody.
0: It's great. We are talking to Stephanie Diamond. We're talking about the five rhythms and I can't believe you've been doing this for 15 years. I've never heard of it. I've never heard of it. Do you meet people who say that or am I the only one?
1: Yes, I meet people all the time and that's part of why I'm teaching to help people learn about it.
0: Okay. So, 2 hours on the dance floor, I think this is you probably burn a few calories.
1: Probably. There's definitely people who are in there who start bigger and end up smaller.
0: Wow, fantastic. All right. So, so where do you dance now when you're not traveling and training?
1: I dance when, wherever I am. Um, I'm always dancing, so it's even sometimes in my living room. Uh, but we have a class right now at Sky Baby Yoga. It's the last Sunday of the month in Cold Spring from 5 o'clock to 7 o'clock.
0: How much longer till you're trained to be a teacher yourself? Or are you a teacher now?
1: I can teach practice classes, which is basically being an early teacher and uh, being a scared teacher or an emerging teacher. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's part of my practice. I'll be getting in December, personally teaching. Right now, there's a wonderful teacher named Angelina who's running the classes. She's also from Cold Spring. I recently moved to Cold Spring, and I was so sad that there was going to be no dance. And then within a week of being here, I found out there
0: is a class unbelievable right in my own community I had no idea now I know yeah. now I know all I'm right. so glad you know maybe I'll see
1: you on the dance floor
0: oh maybe I'll wear a mask and a funny nose
1: well. I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know yeah we, we all we all do wear masks and funny noses and we can keep them on or take them off and the dance floor holds it all
0: right 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 all right this sounds fantastic all right where can we go for more information
1: We have a Facebook page, Hudson Valley Five Rhythms, and you could like us and follow us and find out about all the classes in the area
0: there. Jennifer Diamond danced the five rhythms at Sky Baby Yoga in Cold Spring or find a class near you. Now meet current shaman Eileen O'Hare, who is part of a band of singers and musicians who offer healing and uplifting sessions called Bliss Sing. You're invited to their CD release party on the 18th. When Eileen's not singing, she's healing, and she walked away from Hollywood to find her healing path. The
2: path of uh, becoming a medicine person is often the path of fraught with uh, woundedness and not goodness. So um, I, I was one of those people that had to have a breakdown. Uh, it was in 1996 and I was in Los Angeles as a television writer and just really um, felt that I couldn't do that anymore and I couldn't live on the path that I was living. And so I broke it all down and, uh, and just decided that I had to start again and had no idea what that meant. And I'm very, very grateful that the lineage that I carry now Uh, came and found me and I started to find my way so it was a very very a deep calling but it started with a very very deep woundedness a very deep experience of pain and suffering uh, which healers often do they have to experience their own pain and suffering before they can help other people with
0: with theirs and what was this lineage that called to you Um,
2: It was a beautiful lineage called the Quero, and it's a nation from the Andes in Peru. They are a magical, magical people. They're known to be the descendants of the Inca, and they've been carrying this beautiful, uh, very profound lineage um, that's oriented to caring for everybody and caring for the collective, and the human human being collective, and the nature collective as well. So it's called the Quero, and they're beautiful, beautiful indigenous people that live high in the Andes Mountains in Peru. They started coming down from the mountains offering their teachings in the 80s and i was fortunate enough to find my way to a teacher who has sat with them Uh, and i sat with many many teachers who've gone to the andes in peru and i've then gone to the andes in peru again to collect the seeds of all this beautiful information that they disseminate to help those of us that need to come back into alignment with who we truly are and uh, the beauty and the mystery and the magic of life instead of the materiality of life
0: Right. So in 1996, you are living a different life. In California, you're a television writer. Oh, yeah, baby. Up all night, I'm sure,
1: right? Fast, fast, fast.
0: Was there any glimmer of the life that you have now back there?
2: oh, that's a brilliant, that is a brilliant question. Yes, there was, because I was a writer, right? So I would sit in quiet, waiting for the ideas to come to the writer, and it turns out that, you know, the ideas that were coming to the writer, it was the same process um, that I'm using now. I mean, the, you know, anybody that's doing any creative work, like you know, right? Um, if you're singing, or you're a musician, or you're writing, or whatever, you, you're acting as a, as a channel of sorts, and so I was acting, I mean, my entire life I've been acting as a channel. I've been writing my entire life. So I had the channel wide open. Uh, it was just um, torqued <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Into, the, into consensus reality. So I had to untorque it uh, from consensus reality and open it up to a wider, wider beam and a more beautiful beam with spirit.
0: So when you were sitting in L.A. waiting for uh, ideas to write about, being an open channel, where were the ideas coming from?
2: Uh, as far as I'm concerned, they were coming from uh, the collective unconscious, they were coming from uh, the world of living energies all around us, they were coming from creation, coming from the universe, coming from the intelligence of the vast and amazing universe that is filled uh, with creativity, and each person that is allowing themselves to be creative, and that means everybody, because everybody has a house, and everybody is decorating their house, so you you don't have to be a professional uh, artist to, to consider yourself creative, we're all creative. And so this creative pool of the vast intelligence of the universe was where all these ideas were coming from. As a matter of fact, I have a funny story. I I picked up on the vibration and the idea of that ultimately became The Da Vinci Code um, that Dan Brown channeled in. I screamed laughing when I read his book. I was like, oh my God, that general idea had been introduced to me in the in the channel uh, in the mid-90s. And I, so I was thinking about this idea, but uh, I, I knew my, for myself that it wasn't for me to do because I didn't have what I considered to be the right skills. I wasn't willing to go to the library and research uh, like one would have to do mm-hmm. to write that story well. I'm a bit of a lazy writer, <laughs> so mm-hmm. I said no to the idea. And he picked it up and did a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant of it. Very wow. exciting ideas.
0: I'm sure you've heard, let me think of her name, Elizabeth. Gilbert. Gilbert. Sure. Talk about uh, how she and a, and a fellow writer sat down to share a story once, and they realized they were both working on the same story.
1: Oh,
2: well, I have not heard that. It's a beautiful That's story. Great.
0: It's a beautiful story, <laughs> and I think it's in the book Big Magic. But she had put this idea on a shelf and then sat down with a writer friend that she yeah. just adored, and the writer says, and here's what I'm working on. It's about this woman in the Amazon was the same story. Oh, my God. So, well, there, there, well, there you go. There's there's my lineage, right? Let's talk about the world of living things all around us. What does that mean? Well, to me, it means that, you know, like when I was before I um, discovered
2: that I was on a shamanic path, I, I still was on a shamanic path. I just I just couldn't see it. And basically what it means is if you're walking down the street and all you're seeing is basically nothing and all you're thinking about is the busy day that you get ahead of you, uh, that means you're just completely cut off from the world of living energies all around you. And so being involved in the world of living energies all around you means basically walking down the street and being very aware that there's the ground underneath your feet. And there's the sky above your head and there's the breeze on your cheek and the sun is shining down on you. And we learn when we're working in the shamanic realms that when we focus on these things, it really assists us in not getting too dragged into it or too pulled away from beauty and wisdom and magic by what's happening in the daily grind. Right. So the the world of living energies is, is beautiful people, it's animals, it's rivers and mountains and stars and the sky, it's everything. And it's all alive. Like so often, you know, we take advantage of the earth, we're just digging into it and thinking that we can take whatever we want without consequence, but that's not true. You know, the earth is a vast and living biosphere, and sometimes we're not treating it with that love and that respect. And so I, as an individual, each one of us as an individual, we're in a, this constant relationship with the world of living energies all around us, like the trees, right? We're in an exchange. My exhale is their inhale. Their exhale is my inhale. And we've just lost touch with that. So that's my work and my great, great joy and opportunity to uh, open myself back up and then open other people back up to all of these beautiful, life-saving, profound ways of
0: being. We are talking to Eileen O'Hare, who is a shaman. So when people come to you, what are they looking for? Are they looking for a help. (laughs) Just like when I go to
2: other healers, I'm looking for help too. You know, life is hard, right? So people, essentially people come to me when they're stuck. They're upset, they're unhappy, their job, their relationship, their mother, their father, their sister, their brother, something's going on that doesn't feel good, right? And they just have gotten to a point, bless them, where they're going, you know what, I really don't feel good and I'm going to humble myself and go get some help. So people come to me when they're stuck and then they come in and we work with all of the energies of their life. We work with their thoughts, we work with their emotions, we work with their, people, their relationships, the stories and we find out where it, where it hurts and my work is called Current Shamanism and the reason why is because I use the current circumstances like what is going on for you right now that you don't like? What is disturbing you now? And what I find is we track the current of energy that's attached to that symptom and we track that current of energy and it leads us back to what happened a long, long time ago in the past and we can find out what where the pain started, where the suffering started, what belief system got set into place at that time that's generated these unhappy circumstances because that's all it is. And when we have pain and symptoms currently, it means that something happened a long time ago and we want to journey along a, a, the timeline of life and find out those beautiful, beautiful bits and pieces of us, those younger selves that are still hurt, still profoundly hurt and wounded. My mother just died and of course I believe that with all my heart that I have forgiven her for everything, but of course through the wake and the funeral process and dealing with my siblings and this and that, unhealed healed stuff came up from the past and Mm -hmm. gave me another opportunity to forgive her, right?
0: Mm, And isn't that what everything is all about?
1: Yes, it is. Everything is all about forgiving and just realizing that nothing
2: bad ever really happens. It's just what needs to happen so that we can get our life lived. You know, every life is a soul's evolutionary journey, and my tradition believes that nothing is bad when when we don't like it. It's simply heavy. Mm -hmm. And we have the opportunity to transduce or transmute any Anything that's heavy in our lives by making changes and and making changes just means to make different choices choose differently choose a different thought choose a different feeling choose a different action life is actually really very simple and happiness can be very very simple we just have to give up a lot of the complications that we've decided are important to us
0: okay so for everyone listening right now if there's something in their life that they're struggling with you could help them perhaps find the cord that goes back to their past that attaches to something else.
1: Um, there's,
2: honestly, I'm just going to say with confidence: there's no perhaps about that. If when somebody comes, they tell the story, and in the story, everybody is their own healer. I'm just their facilitator. You are the healer. I'm the healer. Every single one of us has the capacity to heal ourselves. We just need to be well, well facilitated or well guided. So when somebody comes to me, they're already working it. They already are on the job just by showing up, and they tell me the story: what's going on. The symptoms are all right there. So yeah, with, without it, without a doubt, out basically which
1: is a lovely thing for me finally to say.
0: So once I know that this pain that I'm feeling now is attached to pain in the past does that make it better?
1: Uh, yeah, because we do the work. Um,
2: the difference between um, talk therapy and the difference and, and the work that I do <clears throat> is we're not just talking about the story. We actually go into it. We actually, it's called shamanic journeying. We actually go into the imaginal realms and we journey back to the time uh, that the psyche, the, the client's psyche decides is, is when it hurts. I mean, sometimes they know right coming through the door, but oftentimes um, I will lead them through a series of questions or through a series of inquiry and something will bubble up. In, in the session itself. That's often what happens. And so uh, we we don't just talk about it. We actually go in and we re-meet that beautiful soul part. So we l- literally go back and sit down with that. i worked with somebody the other day. Was, there was a three-year-old um, that had been left unattended. I've worked with another person the other day. There was a 10-year-old who had been molested. And so we needed to get back in there and be with that 10-year-old at that time. And the belief system is that there's really only one infinite moment of time, so when we journey Back on the timeline and we sit with that 10-year-old. We are there with him. We are supporting him and we are guiding him to get up out of that chair and get away from that perpetrator. And so we shift the reality in the imaginal realms and it, it's like a pebble in the pond of the space-time fabric of reality and it shifts everything. And it's magical and it can happen, you know, listen, life is one big healing ceremony as far as I'm concerned. But the thing that's so exciting about shamanic work is the shifts can happen. I call it quantum leaping. You can just do one sit-down with somebody that does the kind of work that I do and feel radically transformed. Not, you know, nothing's done, we're not finished, nothing like that, but radically transformed and freed up from a very old place of pain and suffering. And then I give people homework. So they go home with very concrete instructions about how they can continue to move the energy because it's all just energy, right? We're energy. Everything is energy. What happened to us is energy energy so we can get in there mess around with it for sure pull it apart untwist it and then let it get back to love 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 because they say in my lineage that everything is love and if it doesn't look like love or doesn't talk like love we just need to untwist it. Just keep un- unwinding the energy until it returns to a loving place. It's it's very exciting, this work. I love it.
0: Life is one big healing journey. We're talking to current shaman Eileen O'Hare. So when you go back in time with a client and a 10-year-old heal, heals from abuse mm-hmm. in that moment... Does that help anyone else other than the person who was healed from the abuse? Oh my God! You just—the questions are fantastic. Of course it does,
2: because we are all in this together. You know, it's so funny. Instead of so often people are like, "Oh, that's woo-woo nonsense." But uh, what, what I would say to anybody is like, "Look, we, my my skin is fluffing cells off every minute of every day, and so is yours. And then somebody else is breathing them in, and then we go on and on and on. So we are all sharing this space that we're living in. Each one of us." All of us are in the same biosphere, right? So we're all connected. Like they say, the butterfly effect. A butterfly flaps its wings in Japan, and you can feel it around the world. And it's the same thing with our individuated healing. You bet that beautiful, beautiful 10-year-old got freed up from the feeling that he had to sit in that chair and let that happen to him. He was a disempowered child. So all children who have felt disempowered were received the benefit of that healing. If one child receive the benefit of healing. All children receive the benefit of healing. And it's the same thing with women and men. I say to all my students that come, thank you so much for showing up because every piece of healing that you do is going to impact not only you and your family and your sphere of influence, it's impacting the entire you know, unified field of the world, of the, the cosmos, of this world of living energies that we are all in together. Every piece of healing increases the love and the peace and the beauty of the world for sure.
0: Eileen O'Hare, current shaman. <laughs> All right, Mama. Where do people go for more information? Um, EileenO'Hare.com. You look at
2: classes and sessions and private individual work or group sessions or teaching. And uh, I, I also do something called blissing, and so you can go to go to BlissingChant.com to find out about uh, sacred chant and dance and just places to come and feel uplifted and beautiful about themselves. So EileenO'Hare.com, BlissingChant.com.
0: Meet Eileen O'Hare at her blissing CD release party saturday november 18th at prana moon yoga in Peekskill, and later that night you can join me at the merriandale center in austin for a free performance of everything i need to know i learned on the radio find more at casey.co and subscribe to the shine on podcast on itunes and soundcloud our thought for the day comes from maya angelou who said everything in the universe has a rhythm everything dances have a great week You've been listening to shine on the health and happiness show with Casey and Ella's leash production. The content of shine on the health and happiness show is intended for general information purposes only. You can listen to previously broadcast shows online at Casey.co that's K A C E Y dot C O join Casey for another edition of shine on the health and happiness show next Sunday morning, right here on 100.7 WHUD.